Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I am actually sitting in this like fancy kind of trendy podcast studio here in Denver with my friend Christine across from me. This is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast in a studio. I'm like trying new things. I'm doing live podcasts with my membership. Now I'm doing in-studio podcasts because I have these cool new friends here in Denver. Um, But I'm super excited for the next guest and to have her on. Her and I's stories correlate so much. And she is just relentless in leaning in into um, what lights you up in life and what you're passionate about. And her story is really amazing. So Christine, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the show. I was so excited when we decided to do a swap, a podcast swap. And so I'm like, let's do it in the studio. This is so much fun to do it in person. I know it's so much better. And it's cool when you have somebody that is local where you're doing this, where you're like, yeah, we can do it in person. We can do these things. It feels there's just like a different energy about it. Totally. It's like more natural, like when we go for coffee and chat. It's like that, but just with these big mics in front of our face. Yeah, and these big business chairs that we're sitting in. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Well, I really wanted to end the CEO series with Christine. I was thinking about if I wanted to keep this series only solo episodes or if I wanted to add in a guest, and I was like, I want to add in a guest, and I actually know the perfect one. Um, So, Christine, what I love about you is that your story is really special, and you made a big, scary move and a jump that most women don't make in their lives. And now I know the story, so I feel like I need to back up for everybody on the podcast so you can tell them, like, talk about your sort of your story and your biggest pivot in life and where you're at now. Yeah, so I made two major pivots around the same time where I was in a relationship for 14 years. I was also in a career for um, 15 to 20 years doing real estate and finance for so long. And I was doing all the things that, you know, our parents told us to do, society tells you is successful. And so I was doing all the things. But the problem was, is that I didn't know what I wanted. So I always just stayed there until I figured when I was ready or when I knew then I would leave the job I would leave the husband all the things but um, it came to a point where I was really getting depressed and I just was just felt lost Mm -hmm. and when I kind of was 
I kind of, I say I kind of cheated because my husband, my second husband now, um, I took that big leap in like leaving my husband and that was big and scary, but I knew that I wasn't happy there and I left. And then when I had my new husband, I was happy in that realm, but not in my career. So when he told me, I have a job opportunity in Denver. Do you want to like pick up and move? I was like so excited. I was like, yes, because I'm ready to start from scratch. I'm ready to like go um, until we moved here and I didn't know anyone. And at first it was exciting, but then I was like, oh gosh, now what? I don't have this career that I had before. And now I really felt lost and didn't know what to do. And so that's where I just hit rock bottom, trying to learn about myself to really figure it out. Um, what I've been searching for all my life. Yeah, and so you and I both left marriages. We both moved to cities where we didn't know anybody. We Mm -hmm. made the big jumps. And I think outside looking in, it feels really cool to people. Oh my gosh, that's so freeing. That's so cool. Look at them. Look at what they're doing. Not realizing how much work it takes and how much guts it takes to actually get there and do this. But let's pull it back a little bit because I know that something we both resonated with is that on paper, our life looked okay, mm-hmm. right? On paper, I was living in a great house. I had a husband that made six figures. I was starting my own business and it was starting to take off and be successful. But I was so far away from who I wanted to be and there was disconnect there. There was stress. There was anxiety. There was like these constant nudges that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So how do you even and start to explain to people like I'm making a shift in my life and it's not going to make sense to anybody yeah it didn't even make sense to me because I was confusing myself because I'm like why would I leave all this am I crazy I am already I built this big business and I'm going to start from scratch it's because I just knew that something in your gut just doesn't feel right and uh, there were times though that I felt guilty for not for wanting more And I did have friends in my circle that would say, like, you're crazy for leaving all this. Like, why would you do that? And it's when you're hanging around the wrong circles, you do start to question yourself, too. Like, oh, am I crazy? But it's there's just this nudge that's just going to constantly tell you that something's not right. And you're going to have to answer it at some point because it's just always going to be there. It never goes away. Yes. And I remember when I first moved to Denver, I had friends saying, why would you move there if you don't know anybody there? But to me, that was like so exciting. Yeah, I know, right? It was a fresh start. I knew I made the right decision when I went out to coffee with one of my best friends the day before I left for Denver. And I had just gone through so many transitions in my life. And for the first time, I was really finding who I was outside of a relationship and what I wanted. And she was like, Katie, don't you just want to get on a dating app and meet someone and have kids? And I was like, no, I actually don't. And I love her for saying that because, look, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just other people's fears that they are bringing on to us for our life and for ourselves, which is okay. But also that was affirmation. And this is not the mindset or the culture or anything that I want to be in. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I knew that when my friends were saying that, that it was their fears. But I just knew that something wasn't like, something didn't feel right with what they were saying. And so another thing that I want to say that was also scary from just leaving anything that you're comfortable with was that I was already in my 40s when we had left. And 
I got all the things too. Like, are you sure you want to start from scratch when you're already 40? Like you want to take that risk of starting from scratch. Like, yeah, maybe it makes more sense to take these risks when you're younger because you have more time. So that was going through my head too. But I think that if you have a nudge in you that's so strong, it's going to pull you forward no matter what, no matter how scary it is. That's what that's what drove me. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but in this process, I really decided that I'm no longer going to do the five-year plans and the 10-year plans because those aren't going to be at all what I'm doing or what it's going to look like mm-hmm. at all. Like even, I mean, one-year plans I think are okay now, but that's about as far as I want to go or same. one in two years. Yeah, same. I, I think we have to think of it that way. Otherwise, it could get... I know now because we've been growing so fast that my five-year plan is definitely not, like, I didn't even know my plan would change in a year. Yes. So now, yeah, it's the plan is just what it is right now, going day by day, one step at a time. My 10-year plan was married to my first husband, probably having two or three kids by now, and now I'm engaged to somebody else completely different that I didn't even know and living in Denver in a city. So it just goes to show you that sometimes we try and control so much that we actually lose our purpose Mm -hmm. in that control. Yeah. For sure. So I want to talk about, you and I were talking before this a lot about how we're structure people. We've done the strategy, the business. We we like that aspect of it. And I think that's a lot of women in this community is they're wanting to grow. They're wanting to maybe pivot in their career. They're wanting to step into or take their health, their career, everything to new levels. But one thing that holds them back, I think, is like, the finance, right? Right now is very comfortable for me. Or right now, I was even talking, we were, we were recording your podcast that what I've been doing in my business is working, so why would I pivot? And you had a 15-year, like year, very successful career. And what was it like navigating that pivot of like, what's it going to look like financially and trying to not get in your own head about that? Yeah, it was definitely hard. I knew that so I luckily I had my husband to fall back on to say he, he could support me while I did this transition, left my career and I was going to start from scratch. So luckily I had that and I do understand that not everyone has that and it is a lot harder to leave when you don't have anyone to fall back on and it's like you generating your own income. So I did have that. But what happened, what I did not realize is that when you go from being independent and I made my own money for 20 years, not depending on my husband, to go from that to moving here and having to depend on him totally shook my world. And not only did I have to depend on him, we moved here from Canada. So I actually didn't have a social security number. So I couldn't get my own credit cards or my own bank account. Everything had to be in his name. I had to ask him like the bank, if you have to talk to the bank, they would be like, is your husband there? We have to talk to him. And that is like, would totally, I just felt so depleted and like losing your identity. I literally lost my identity. And that just rocked my world where I was like, I don't, One, I'm like already lost my confidence because I don't have my career anymore. But then it was like, I have to depend on somebody. And that's just not a great feeling after being independent for so long. And so I had to kind of wrap my head around that and get over that piece because that was what was messing with my mind also in my confidence to be like, okay, now not only do I have to start from scratch, I have Mm -hmm. to like, not. it's not like he would ever tell me to ask, but it's like, I didn't feel like I was independent anymore. Yeah. 
And um, so then the pressure of me trying to like build my own business so that I could have my own money again and I didn't have to answer to anyone or, you know, do all that was like another thing. When you put the pressure on yourself, then again, you have a roadblock that's just really going to prevent you from getting to where you want to go when I now have all this stress, anxiety, and pressure. And you're comparing the like newness of something to a 15 year career that was like very successful, Mm -hmm. probably like, but how am I going to get there? Yeah, totally. And I was going into, I was, I didn't even know what I wanted. So there's also, I didn't know what to do. It's like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. So naturally I started applying to jobs in real estate and finance because that was my business. And I'm like, "I, I think I should just work for somebody for now. So I did apply to so many places not really realizing like can you really go from being like a 10-year entrepreneur to going to work for somebody again i didn't even clue in i just needed something i was grasping your comfort zone yeah i was grasping wired to do yeah i was grasping at straws and i remember a lot of the people that i was applying to they were like but you owned your own business in this like i think there was this thing where they were like why would you come here and like want to just venture off and like make your own business so i didn't obviously okay so it was a blessing but i didn't get hired you're like, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> and so, of course, there's another thing that kind of shot me down. I was rejected from jobs where I'm like, I am so qualified to do this and yet could not get hired for the life of me. But which is great because it kind of pushed me in the direction to stay as an entrepreneur. Mm. And I just had to pivot and try different things that I could do at home because my kids were little at the time. Like my baby was one and I'm like, I need to do something where I was at home. So I actually got into network marketing was the first thing um, is what I did at home. And that's what got me on social media to like really market myself. But I just, again, even though I had done a, like built a business for 15 years, I was like, I, I think I need more business strategies yeah. to really grow a new business. So I'm going to go hire a business coach. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to know the how. I'm like, just tell me how. Just tell me how yeah. to do everything. And she was like, I want you to start meditating every day. I was like, mm, how does that, what does that have to do with my yeah. business? And how is that going to make me income? Yeah. <laughs> But little did I know it had everything to do with my business. And I love how things just fall in your lap where I knew I was eager to like figure out what I wanted to do, what lit lit me up and I wanted to find my purpose and passion. So I think that first is like intention. I put that out there. I didn't know what it was, but things started coming to me, even though I wasn't searching for them. It just like she gave me what I didn't know I needed, which yeah. was to go inward and do a whole lot of self-discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, you're functioning and making business decisions off of a place of maybe what everyone else is doing or comparison or what's working for somebody else instead of leaning in to what you wanted. So I feel like that's a really smart business coach. That's like actually step one is like figuring out what like what do you want? What is like a full body hell yes to you? Mm-hmm. And also what don't you want? Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, we did so much work on discovering myself so that I could get there. And I know when people always say, you know, you have the answers within and, you know, your gift is already inside you. At the time, if you would have told me that, and I'm like, well, can you just tell me how to find that inside? (laughs) What gift? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me how to find that. Now I know going back, but I had to do the work Mm. to learn that on my own. I can't really, you can't give a strategy to someone on how you're going to find yourself. You just have to go through the motions and because everyone's going to find it their unique way. I feel like the things that we're told in business that get us the success that we want are so different from the things that we think will. 
mm-hmm. especially as like an entrepreneur and just like a, doing a business where you're the one running it, mm-hmm. right? You're the one running the show, but it runs off of your energy and your authenticity and your confidence and how you're showing up. Mm-hmm. So going from where you were to feeling like you didn't have an identity and then leaning into a season of obviously hiring a business coach, what else did you do to help like figure it out and put the pieces together? I really just started trying things without worrying about, is this the thing for me? So for example, when my friend asked me to do Beauty Counter with her, it wasn't like I'm like, is this going to be like my 10-year plan where I'm going to want to do this forever? And is this my thing? I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like it, so I will try it. I'll try it, and if I don't like it, great. So I ended up doing it for two years, and I ended up loving it at the time. I learned about clean beauty that I never knew about and that part I was passionate about I was passionate about learning about healthier options for the products that we put on our body and I loved teaching other people about that as well so in that season of my life I was like I love doing this until I didn't and I was like okay there has to be something more and so I just would try other things and then because I was doing social media with trying to launch my beauty counter business I was really studied Instagram like the back of my hand and everything so then I ended up teaching like all the teams and my team how to market yourself on social media that I ended up doing a course so then that kind of morphed into I had an Instagram course and then I started teaching not just my teams I just started selling this course to entrepreneurs and I did that for a bit until it wasn't doing it for me anymore. And I really just wanted, I literally pivoted my way to just figure things out along the way. Consistently leaning into what felt good for you. And what I love about that story is we so often tend to put labels on things or we're scared to try something because we're scared if it's not going to work out, right? Mm -hmm. But everything is a stepping stone along the way to build us to where we are. Mm -hmm. Me getting my personal training cert and going to work for this like really toxic big box gym, that I would have never transitioned into being an entrepreneur if I wouldn't have had that because that made me realize a gap in the industry where people needed more help. They needed more support. Mm -hmm. And I leaned into that. And it's funny how sometimes we are so scared to do the thing because we're afraid that it's not going to work out and what happens if it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But what if it gets you exactly to where you need to be? What if it puts the people and the passion in front of you Mm -hmm. to be able to step into where you are now? Yeah. And I think that's such a huge mindset piece that people need to wrap their head around is that I'm also afraid of failure and rejection. And what does it look like on the outside if I do put this out there and then I don't do it? Of course, that has crossed my mind. Like I keep pivoting and I had to switch my mindset around learning that pivoting is doesn't mean I'm failing. It just means that I'm trying new things that don't work for me. And if I don't like it, I'm going to move on to the next thing. And I really had to work on that because I grew up with trying all these different, like I was put in ballet, I was put in piano, I was put in swimming, I was putting in all these things. And I would always ask my mom when I didn't like it, I want to quit. I don't like it. And my mom was good about like, pulling me out and then you don't have to do this if you don't want to but I remember I don't know whether it would be relatives or who but I do remember a voice in my head that said like you're a quitter as a negative thing yeah and I was ashamed of that that I couldn't stick to one thing and that I couldn't find something that I liked to do why do I keep quitting and so that messed with me as I got older when I did want to quit things and I wasn't, but then I just had to lean into shifting my mindset to, okay, I just don't like this and I don't care what anybody says because I'm not happy here and it doesn't work for me. So I can't 
continue doing what I don't want to do. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I want to shift gears here because you said, which I didn't know this, you built a social media course. And I think the biggest resistance women feel comes from social media and actually being seen Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable and being able to put themselves out there. And social media was built to obviously be social, right? To build community, to create this connection. Mm -hmm. But I think instead it's riddled with comparison and competition Mm -hmm. in the industry where we sit on our phones and it's almost like it freezes us. And I know that I've been through seasons where I'm consistently comparing myself and doing unhealthy scrolling that I shouldn't be. How did you separate that? How did you say that like no matter what, because you've built, which we're going to get into in a minute, this really amazing community network working community of women that build each other up. Mm -hmm. How did you separate yourself from the comparison, from the competition on social media and say, I'm going to choose to not focus on that, drown out the noise and instead lean into building community? Yeah, that is a tough question because I think that sometimes, of course, I still go through that um, and I take social media breaks. If I notice that I'm getting into that downward spiral and I'm comparing myself, I'm like, oh, it's time for a break. Um, I think that there, there's something I do have to say about the feeling seen and and knowing social media and all these things. So when we go back to talking about like our gifts and when I was young, I loved making videos on like the family camcorder. And so I do like being on camera and posing for the camera. And so being on social media was fun for me, but here's the difference. I could go on and share my life and share the things that I was doing. But when it came time to selling... I had a block. Yeah. So I was on there all the time, not making money. But it would, can it, and then when it came time to selling, so I had to do a lot of work in the sense of like how to actually build a business on social media and use it to sell, not just show your life and be seen. Yes. So it was twofold. So I had to do a lot of work on that. And so, sorry, was the question like when did I get out of doing social media to now doing the community? So how did you put aside like just comparing yourself and the competition to just leaning into growing an amazing community of women that build each other up? Like, how do you even find that? Because I think so many women struggle with not actually being able to find that. Yeah, well, so another, it's kind of like another cheat. Like it came in the season at a time when we were coming out of the pandemic. We were all on Zoom a lot. And I was still all feeling the time. all the time. And I was still feeling lonely because we were on this like, online world then we were at home and I still didn't have community or friends or family here in Denver and I was feeling lonely and I remember I was going to other places to find community because I wasn't finding it here at first so I was traveling to Arizona and I was traveling to other places because I was on these online communities with them and then I was like I can't keep traveling to find friends and community so I'm just gonna have to build it here and so really it came out of a need of I need to get off this app all the time like I was over zoom I was taking a lot of breaks on social media where I needed to take like two weeks at a time off the app because it was getting to me it was getting too much and I needed nothing else to do (laughs) so I really needed the in-person Um, as much as everybody else did. And so it really just started with, well, I like to have brunch and I'm going to gather women around for a brunch. So actually our name was Business Bosses Who Brunch last year. Um, We've since changed it, but that's how really it started out of a need 
or needing connection myself and off the app. Isn't it crazy that we're so scared to create something that doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. but so often that's actually the piece that everyone else needs as well is the thing that doesn't exist and actually going for that. Mm -hmm. And it was scary for me because I'm like, I don't really know anyone. And um, but I just was like, I'm just going to plan this little brunch and whoever likes to come, come. And I remember because I wasn't so good I wasn't like out there selling myself on social media because I still had that like confidence issue in myself I really just had connected off the app like in dms and I really reached out to people by voice note that's how I got the first people to the brunch wasn't even like me showing my face and like selling it to strangers it was connecting behind the scenes and voice messaging every single person That is, I'm so glad you said that. It's such a good point because people always wonder how you grow your social media following, how you grow your community, how you grow your podcast. And maybe it's because a viral reel took off, but actually it's none of that for me at all. It's that every single person that shares my podcast, I voice message them Mm -hmm. back and I let them know that I appreciate it and I love that they're part of the community. And every single person that sends me a DM, I answer it back. I don't have anybody answering it for me, right? Because connection is so important. Important. Mm-hmm. And last weekend I was um, speaking at an event and one of the speakers said something pretty amazing. She said, if you want to be loved globally, you have to be loved locally first. Mm, yeah. You have to create this community and people that feel seen and heard and like actually know that you care about them. Totally. In order to grow and expand. So many, so many people say, and if this resonates with you, where you're like, okay, if I get X amount of followers, then I'll be like, I'll share more and I'll do all these things. But if you can't give to the community that you have now, whether it's like a hundred followers, how, how will you give to a 10,000 followers if you can't, if you're not grateful for, you know, the 100 that you have. And so I think it just starts one by one. And I think it's so important. Like I know that even before we met in person and I knew you even through our mutual friend, Keisha, I remember DMing you or like commenting and you are so authentic when you respond to each dm each comment and sometimes you it's easy to look at somebody online and think oh she must be so busy because she has a big following to like reach out but it's so easy just to connect with every single person and it really goes a long way and i just have to say this because it's what did it for me. So when I was starting from scratch and we moved here in 2019, I started listening to podcasts. It was the first time I started listening to podcasts. And the first one I listened to was Powerhouse Women with Lindsay Schwartz, which I am actually speaking at her event next weekend, which is just like a full circle moment for me. But what happened was I remember sharing her podcast on Instagram and she DM'd me and she sent me a voice note just like you do with your community and it really did touch my heart and I was like wow like she responded to me and was so grateful for me sharing it that's how I was stuck to her like glue and her community and that's the community I was traveling to all the time for community yes and I'm like okay I can't keep traveling I do love them but I can't keep traveling for this so I have to do it here but that's how it all started it's just one connection Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel to go from her being the podcast that you're listening to to now speaking on her stage? It's honestly still surreal. I pinch myself all the time. I'm so grateful that I get to call this my life and my job because I absolutely feel like I'm not working. I feel like I'm just having fun all the time. And I'm like, how is this my job? 
which is the best. Yes. Like, that's why this is your job is because this is fun to you. And yes. you're like coming from a really, really genuine place mm-hmm. where we're driven by things that are completely aligned by us. And because of that, we have success. We have the income. We have the businesses that come with it. And I think so often people think that money and success come first and then alignment comes. And it's so far from the truth. No. And I had it the other way around. And I can honestly say that it's definitely not how it goes like so when I had built my business and I had the money I built a seven-figure business but yet unfulfilled everyone from the outside are saying like you have all the things you have the success you have the money you have the business but I'm like okay but something doesn't feel right something's missing and so I was always money driven but that's like a conditioning then when I think that when people say well how did you grow a and why is it you know, growing the way it is, it's honestly because it was heart-led. I did not start Loom Collective with the motivation of how do I make money doing this community? I did it out of, I needed connection. I wanted to find my people. And I I just was like, we're just going to have brunch. And I remember my first brunch thinking, I don't care if I make money. I did, I sold the tickets with the intention of, I hope I break even. Yeah. And that's it. And I think that when you come from a place of motivated by whatever your heart wants Mm -hmm. is the money is just a byproduct of what comes after the fact. And so now I've just and I still have to check myself because I am built that way of like, okay, how am I going to make money? But I just have to check myself all the time and just remember why I'm doing what I'm doing the money will come later. Yes. I'm consistently having to give myself that reminder just because it is how we're wired. And I don't think that ever goes away. There will always be that fear of like, but what if? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. But understanding that, just like we said, there are a million stepping stones along the way that even if that doesn't work out, it's actually getting us closer to where we want to be because we know what doesn't work out. Yeah, I know. But it's just, you just have to go through. It's very uncomfortable to go against the grain though like that. And um but knowing that each time you go through the discomfort, and it always works itself out. It always. One thing that you touched on about having fun, like you can't believe this is your job. So for you, those of you that don't know, Christine has built a Loom Collective in Denver, and it's this amazing women's networking group that she has built. And um, what I love about it the most as I've come to, I went to a field day of yours a couple of weeks ago, is in my head, networking has always been this very like stiff rigid, like feels almost like super businessy, handing out business cards. And it didn't at all feel like that. You've created this fun, authentic, it almost feels like freedom, right? When you get in this group of women, which I think is so special. And I also think that we need to remember this in every aspect of our life, that the more fun and joy and laughter and authenticity we bring into anything, the more successful it will be. Our health, our business, our relationships, everything but you've created this and I want you to tell me a little bit about like how you did that and what was the purpose behind it yeah so like I said one was I really needed friends (laughs) I needed to find my people but also I came from a corporate world and also the business world and the industry of real estate and finance which those networking groups were very uh stuffy they were just pass your business card around they lack connection so I actually hated going to them I have this like repelling 
energy towards the even the word networking and so I don't even like the word networking it, it, it's like it's more of like a connection group to can like, we edit that out no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah no but we do say it because that's yeah. what people search for yeah even when we were building the, the website she's like the girl who was building my SEO on the she's like okay so we have to put networking here here I'm like do we have to put networking so many places yeah. and she's like that's what people search for and I'm like okay so I'm always like but we go beyond networking and we're more about deep connections and it's not and I don't have business cards because I am trying to just show like I'm trying to embody that we're more than just business cards and that what really gets someone to refer your business or to use your work with you is not because they have your business card in their wallet it's because they got to know you yes because you made an impact you made a connection I don't have business cards either people always ask me for them and I'm like no I don't you can connect with me on here like here's my number yep. whatever it is um, but you actually on the field day which was so much fun that she had here in Denver um, we all sat down after and you said I don't want to know what anyone does in this room and in my head I thought we were going to sit down and I was like okay Katie what are you going to say or what's your one fun fact or the mm -hmm. you know the little spiel you're going to give to everybody and instead you asked us something about what did you like what did you enjoy playing as a child yes and we all got to really one connect to our inner child but also you learn something about each individual when you got to hear a childhood story from them yeah it's much more memorable because then we can all relate to one another of that childhood play we all like to play something and that's how we remember each other that's how we connect with one another instead of and that's how we actually kind of get back to what is it that lights us up so i always like to ask those questions because i was one of those people who would i would go to something like that before and be like oh i can't say what i do at this like women of entrepreneurs because we attach ourselves to our titles or what we do for a living, which I'm trying to like break away from that. And we can really make deeper connections by going past that and just learning more about each other. And that's why I think the group is so special. Mm -hmm. I do get a lot of, um, we're trying to change the narrative because a lot of women will say, I've been following you for a long time, but I'm scared to come. Mm -hmm. I, you know, whether it's sister wounds or just like, repelling against networking and not having good experiences but so many times I've had women come and say I've never been to a networking group like this in my life and this feels right and it feels authentic and I and I and I pride myself on that and I'm just so proud because that's what I wanted for so long and so that's what I try to give it's really hard to convince people and so I never want to convince on social media like we're not like that you just really have to come for yourself and feel it for yourself feel the energy for yourself and so that's why we have the free coffee connection and co-working every month so that people can really feel for themselves that this is right for them and so oftentimes people will come to those because that feels a little less um intimidating to yeah. just come to a casual coffee and I'll see but we even connect and ask those deep questions at the coffee connection so people are like this is amazing honestly it wasn't at all what I expected but those are the moments that I learned so much because I, I think in general they one teach me how to be a better business owner a better connector but also like a better human right mm -hmm. like in that moment 
you made a point to have a deeper connection with each one of us and get to know us outside of anything else, anything superficial, ego. You wanted to know who we are. And it's like, imagine if we just all did that in general. Imagine if we ran our businesses led from that Mm -hmm. versus led from how am I going to get sales or income? Imagine the income we would actually get. Yes, 100%. And so, yeah, I just love to, even when the women come in, they, of course, we all want help and support with growing our businesses. That's why we are all connected to one another. But I think I I love when they learn that there's so many other ways of growing their business other than the business strategies. And so like our workshops each month, we do have business strategy workshops of like next month, I think it is an accountant leading it on how to do your numbers, which is important. We all need that. But a lot of times the workshops that, that get filled quickly, quickly, quickie quickly is the human design the breathwork ones that we do and that goes just so further than just business strategies we're going to be adding in some fun movement ones yes. too here oh, I coming can't wait. up yeah we're going to do that too so i can't wait it's true and and that's like even in the house of health membership there are a million memberships that have weekly workouts every single day of the week or here are your macros and i'm like no i want to create an experience outside of what the traditional health is like because that's actually not helping us so we do hip-hop dancing and we do breath work and again it's like getting to know yourself on a deeper deeper level and also having fun Mm -hmm, like life is about like it's meant to have fun, right? We're meant to feel a little bit more free. And yet we're trying to live life just like by all of these rules and all of this structure. Yeah, totally. And for so long, I hid the fun part of my, like just who I am because I was a businesswoman. I was in real estate. I was, and so I thought that I had to hide those parts of me. And who knew that those very parts of me that like to have fun and you know, joke around is the parts that make my business what it is today. It's the parts that actually made you successful and yes. grow. Yeah. But we're so worried about like, what are people going to think or not looking like other people, mm-hmm. you know, like what they think we should be doing. Yeah. Um, I heard something really cool. Again, when I was at this conference, there were so many little tidbits at this conference, which is why I love getting in those rooms because you always go home with so much. Um, but they said, um, one of the women on stage said, you could be like the juiciest, most perfect, sweet peach in the entire world. And there are still people that don't like peaches. Yeah. Right? So true. They're, yeah, you're not going to be for everyone. But I think it's – I've learned just through experience of – because I hid lots of parts about myself also. And then when I slowly started, like, releasing certain things about myself, like even my spirituality and these new th- – I feel like I've come out of the spirituality closet. Like, I've always been woo <laughs> for, like, 25 years. But, like, coming out – I, you get all the messages coming in of like, I'm like that too, but I'm afraid to come out. You give permission yeah. to other people. And now I just know the more I share about things that I was hiding, the more I attract people that are like me yeah yeah because it creates human connection mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's what we're looking for if I think about the people that I've had the deepest connections in my life or have made the most impact it's never the girl on social media that's showing up perfect trying to be perfect trying to look like everybody else it's the girl that has been vulnerable and open and also created connection and wanted to get to know me on a deeper level those are the people that have made the most impact mm-hmm. in my life and also those are going to be the most people that make the impact in our business yeah I know that you're very real and you share all parts of of yourself and that's part of what's made you so successful and just even like your like fun go like your 
you're goofy and you're fun and you dance and you make jokes and that's why I think like people resonate with that but do you find that I get more engagement on posts that where I'm being completely like the opposite of perfect yes and where I'm like talking about like a mistake I made or like an embarrassing story I did those are the ones that people are like come flooding in yeah and it's like the ones that I think like, oh, I'm like so cute in this like little post, like nothing. <laughs> I'm doing this workout perfectly. Look at my form on my bicep curls as I put words over the screen. Nobody cares no, about that. Nobody yeah. cares about those. But the ones that I'm kind of like goofy or I think of an idea and I'm like, that's probably not going to really take off. Those are the content that takes off because it's the most relatable. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm like, if that's what you want, I got many of those. So many. <laughs> you're you're going to get ready. Buckle up. Um, so if there's women listening, which I know there is so many women listening that are ready to pivot, right? They're ready to lean into something that is like really passionate to them. Maybe they're so tired of just spinning their wheels in their business, but they're scared as hell to pivot. Mm-hmm. What would you tell them? Okay. So I know that this is easier said than done to just be like, just take the leap and like jump. Here's what I've learned. Sometimes if you're holding on to something, whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever it is, and you know that you want to make a leap, but you're too afraid to like let go of that branch. Sometimes just energetically, if you already make the announcement or the intention that you will leave and you are going to create an exit plan, you don't even have to have left already. Once you make that intention, And you're saying, I am going to take this leap into this thing and I am going to leave this. Something happens, the energy shifts where all of a sudden, now that you know that and you've stated it, things will start to fall into place. The Mm -hmm. overwhelm is not as much. I don't know what it is, but I now with every little thing that I let go of, like a prior version of me that I'm like, I will let go of that. I can't right now. I'm maybe going to dip my toe into here, into this new thing, but I'm still going to finish this off. Mentally, just knowing that I am already going to leave it changes everything. And it will create momentum as you go towards the next thing that you want to pivot. I feel like I just had a light bulb moment because I've been wanting to pivot for so long and just started this past month. And I mean, honestly, this has probably been on my heart for at least a year. Mm-hmm. And not even a week ago, I wrote the post in my notes the, where I'm pivoting. And I've been like scared to say this for months and didn't know when I was going to do it. And it was like, as soon as I wrote that post, it all just came together. And I posted it not even a week later. Mm. So I feel like that was even just a light bulb moment for me. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of your listeners can resonate with like, I'll do it when I'm ready, or I'll make the pivot when XYZ happens. But energetically, you're actually still holding on to that. So it's still attached to you. And it's really hard to open up to something else when you're holding on to that thing that you don't want. So even just saying it out loud, write it out loud, announce it on social media. Do the thing. You're claiming it. You're you're claiming it. I love it. Once you name it and you claim it, it, there's something about that that just shifts everything. Mm -hmm. And also know that like we will repeat this over and over again, but you don't have to have it figured out. Like you're talking to two very successful entrepreneurs that leaned into the messy season. Like we did not know what we were doing at first. Mm -mm. We started things, we launched things and had no idea where they were going, but 
they brought us to where we are now. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this show. I want you to tell them where people can find you. Talk a little bit about Loom Collective in Denver. Can they join it if they're not in Denver yet? Am I am I pushing that? No, no. Yeah. I, I, I think that we should just name it here because by the time maybe that this comes this out, this has also been on my mind for such a long time and I've had huge resistance of just adding more to my plate and changing things up. Um, but right now, the Community Illum Collective is for Denver because we have a lot of in-person things. A lot of people outside of Colorado have been asking me, how can I get involved if I don't live there? And I am now going to be launching a couple of virtual calls. Yeah, We're yeah, going to yeah. be trying them of really just because our community is all about mentorship, too. And so I want to offer this where we do hot seat coaching and we do like Q&A and just really supporting one another with the help and the questions that we need in our business. And we're going to do that virtually so that we can invite more of you out there to come on in, see what it's like, um, even if you can't meet up in person, because we do have the Higher Self Gala, which is like a big event and maybe more people would feel comfortable to come travel for that one big event of the year. I'm so excited to be going this year. Katie actually won the ticket at the field day. I want a free ticket. I mean, I was going to go anyways, but she runs this higher self gala. And last year you dress as a version of your higher self. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Did. Like what a cool idea. All these women come together, dress up like in whatever version they see of their higher self. Mm-hmm. And it looked I was in Michigan last year traveling and I was like ultra like FOMO. I do remember us talking about it because you were like trying to like make it work on the yeah. first day because you were traveling. My sister was having a baby. Yeah, it, yeah <laughs> kind of important things. But yeah, it's a two day event. Really with some healing, some energy work of what it takes to like remove blocks and move into your higher self. It's like a lot of work. So we kind of do that in the first day. We do a lot of movement the second day in order to like shift that energy as we step into our higher selves for the gala evening on the second night. So yes, lots of things happening with Illum um, Collective. So I'm really excited about that. So it's open. It's going to be open to all. So stay tuned for that. But I'm always on Instagram. That's basically where... I live online, and so I am on Instagram um, at Christine K. Monroe, but also at theillumcollective.co, which we'll put in the show notes. We will have all of that info in the show notes. And if you guys are even the least bit interested in the Higher Self Gala, like, please come out here. I'll be here. Will Keisha be there? Yes. Yes. She's actually just going to be – she would have just had her baby, so she's already planning on being on stage with baby on her like carrying it in the little bundle thing. I on can stage. I can see her even saying that. You you looked like Keisha when you were explaining that. <laughs> so funny. Uh, but definitely, if you're considering, come to that event because it's going to be so much fun. Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. If you vibe with this episode, I would love to hear from you. You know, at Crying Burns Calories, we are all about community and connection and just changing the conversation about life for women. So if this episode was helpful for you, I would love if you could tag me, share it on your Instagram stories so I can thank you and also so we can just continue to get the message out and growing this amazing community.